Chapter one, engage your community. In real estate, most of us have been trained to sell ourselves, to attract clients. Well, I'm gonna ask you to stop it. Just stop it. I'm gonna ask you to serve, don't sell. Business gurus call it relationship marketing or content marketing, and it's used by many business giants as you know, such as Nike, Apple, and Ikea. I call it engagement marketing because my focus is on engaging my community. Do your research. This type of marketing is the new new of best practices. Before you know it, someone will come up with another best practice. My goal is to be the first in my area to adopt these practices and apply them. It's your job too. If you want to have consistent income and clients flocking to you. A relationship is not built by sending out postcards or newsletters every month. You need to go much deeper than that to establish true connection and relationships and to engage people in your community. In the good old days, agents used to hit the golf course, join a bunch of clubs, or show up to every community ice cream social and pancake breakfast to build relationships. That's great, but honestly, who has the time for all of that? And how many people can you meet personally and become buddies with? My practice of engagement marketing is nothing like that. This quote from Oracle Marketing Cloud's website is a good description. Relationship marketing is a strategy designed to foster customer loyalty, interaction, and long-term engagement. It is designed to develop strong connections with customers by providing them with information directly suited to their needs and interests, and by promoting open communication. Here's an even clearer explanation by Jay Bauer, author of Utility. What if businesses decided to inform rather than promote? You know that expression, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. The same is true for marketing. If you sell something, you make a customer today. If you help someone, you make a customer for life. In every business category, one company will commit to being the best teacher and the most helpful. And that company will be rewarded with attention sales, loyalty, and advocacy by customers who are sick to death of being sold, sold, sold. As a community market leader, we're going to engage people and build relationships by offering knowledge and service. We're going to do it in a way that reaches zillions of people, yet still as a personal touch. I can say this because I've done it. When I show up to a listing appointment, people act like they've known me for years. Even if I've never met them, they see me as a good, trustworthy friend just because I've offered tons of information and service through social media and other avenues of marketing. The client is fully engaged with me before I even open my mouth. Wouldn't you rather show up to an appointment like that rather than sweating bullets about impressing a stranger? Here are four definitions of engage and how to relate to being a community market leader. Number one, to occupy attention. You get people's attention when you offer what they're interested in. Number two, to secure for employment or hire. We definitely want them to engage us as a real estate professional, right? Number three, to attract or hold fast. When we offer expertise and service freely, our community is attracted and loyal to us. And number four, to bind as by pledge, promise, or oath. We give our promise to do our best for our community. 
Would you like to have two days of live coaching directly from me where we're actually going to go over one strategy that in 2020 brought in 48 seller transactions? Well, you want to go to kristamayshore.com slash two days live. That's kristamayshore.com slash two days live. Our next live is actually February 22nd and 23rd. It's only $97 and you get coached directly from me all day long for two days straight. So if you're wanting more sellers and you're wanting to learn to utilize video and social media in your business, then show up to our next two days live. Go to kristamayshore.com slash two days live and I will see you there. How do big guys do it? It might surprise you to know that giving service and educating people while asking for nothing in return is a highly effective marketing strategy. You're marketing in a way that doesn't feel like you're pushing yourself on them. You're giving them value and they appreciate it and appreciate you for it. The majority of our most recognizable companies like Google, IBM, General Electric, Nike, Apple, and Whole Foods use this philosophy. They're educating the consumers and offering value rather than hammering at them. And they're creating enormous success with it. If it works for some of the best companies in the world, it's worth considering, right? So what exactly do they do? Here are a few examples. Whole Foods. Whole Foods does tons of education. They offer customers information on healthy living and eating. They give useful tips on how to eat inexpensively and create articles on how to feel healthier based upon what you put into your body. In each store, they have takeaway action centers, which, according to their website, offers customers a wide variety of information on local, regional, national, and international issues of concern. Customers not only learn about important issues, like generic engineering, organic foods, pesticides, and sustainable agriculture, but we offer them the means to effect change by keeping them updated on new legislation and the tools they need to effectively participate in shaping those issues. How can you give value to your community similar to the way Whole Foods gives? IKEA. IKEA is known as the king of content marketing. Here's a quote from IKEA's president about their philosophy. So, we really start with the customer and try to see what's important to them and how IKEA can help them so we are truly partners and making their life better at home every day. For example, check out their first 59 program. One of their surveys showed that 72% of people feel stressed on weekday mornings. So, IKEA created a whole website dedicated to tips on how to get your day off to a good start. Brilliant. Find what your community needs and give it to them. Figure out what their pain points are and fix their problems, just like IKEA does. Moxie Pest Control. Moxie Pest Control designed an attractive infographic of a seven-step process that shows you how to check your hotel room for bed bugs. Yikes. The first step is to leave your bags at the door in case you need to make a quick getaway. How valuable is that, especially to frequent travelers? You can just print the guide out and throw it in your suitcase. With this graphic, Moxie not only shows off their expertise, but also gives us something valuable for free. Think of ways outside of real estate that you can help your community and add value to them. Lay's. Lay's, which is a Pepsi-Cola brand, took a different approach. They got their consumers involved with a Do Us a Flavor campaign. They ran a contest with cash prizes for people to submit their ideas for new flavors for chips. Everyone who submitted an idea got a graphic of their idea on a bag of chips. Then, Lay set up a Facebook page where people could vote on their favorite new flavor. The campaign was fun and got people involved and very engaged. What could you do? I did a challenge on Facebook. It reads like this. I need your help, friends and family. 
a $100 Visa card to the person who can design my next billboard ad. A catchy slogan. Something memorable, like ads we see on Chick-fil-A. Trying to tell people to eat more beef. Bring it on, people. I was shocked at the number of responses, and even better yet, the great ideas that came up with. The community actually designed my billboard ad, and then I recognized them for doing it. My new billboard, Krista, the key to sold. It was brilliant. That's the key to marketing. Giving the community something they want and something that adds value to their lives. When you do this, you're marketing to them. They don't even really know it, and they certainly don't feel like you're being sold. You're not asking your community for anything back. You're just giving them something they need. And when you do that, you develop a relationship and they feel comfortable with you and your motives and they're confident with your service. If you're ready to become the best and most helpful teacher, you first need to become an expert at what you do. Becoming an expert. Many people get into real estate because they think it's easy. And it is. It's way too easy to get your license. For example, in California, you have to provide proof of completion of for 135 hours of required education, 45 credit hours in real estate principles, 45 credit hours in real estate practice course, and 45 credit hours in one additional state-approved course. And we all know that if you do the classes online, you'll spend much less time than 135 hours. Just pass the test, which is pretty simple. Bingo! You're now perfectly qualified to advise people and deal with them on what is probably the biggest investment they will ever make. Really? In what universe? It takes over 500 hours to become a licensed manicurist. I can go on and on about the time it takes for other professionals to become licensed in their fields. So, why does it take so little time and effort to become a licensed real estate agent? Why don't we have mandates or requirements on how many homes you need to sell every year to maintain a license? This is a separate topic that I could spend hours on. Or maybe you have a little experience. You've done a couple of transactions and you've worked under a more experienced broker. You've attended company seminars and even taken a couple of continuing education courses. I know you're sincere and I know you want to, to do a good job and work hard for your clients. But do you honestly think you've got the expertise you need to do a great job? Even if you've been in the business for 20 years, can you really call yourself an expert if you aren't staying on the leading edge of what's happening in real estate? Ask yourself, how have I expanded, improved, and evolved in my business? Am I making strides to make it better? Am I still doing the same things that I learned when I first got into the business? Please don't compare yourself with the agents and brokers around you. You need to be different. If your goal is to be a community market leader, you need to set your sights a lot higher. Everybody and their mother says they're an expert in real estate. Just go online and see how many agents claim to be experts, even after only being in the business for four months. The truth is, our profession has a negative reputation. In the 2008 crash, there was so much fraudulent behavior going on in the real estate industry. Homes were appraised $100,000 more from one month to the next in the same neighborhood. We had the mortgage crisis, our economy dropped, and the housing market crashed. Too many people experienced foreclosures, short sales, and bankruptcies. Everyone blamed realtors, lenders, and banking institutions, which is all real estate related. So, we've got a negative image to overcome. Part of that negative image is that it's so easy to become a real estate agent. You don't need a lot of education, and it's not difficult at all to pass the test. We have people jumping into the industry who really have no business even considering handling other people's most important assets. Everyone thinks it's an easy job, and most agents treat it that way. They don't take it seriously. 
In turn, the community is not taking you seriously. We have to work harder than ever to establish trust, gain respect, and show we know what we're doing, and we'll treat our clients fairly. I cannot tell you how many times I've walked into clients' homes and they go on and on about what a poor past experience they have. They are gun-shy, to say the least. They've dealt with an agent who just didn't have a clue as to what they were doing. That prior agent made errors that caused undue distress and loss of money, probably due to inexperience and lack of expertise. Many agents, even when they reduce their commission, are making more money than they should just because they're not doing their job correctly. They're not advocating for the seller or buyer. These agents are just getting by, doing the bare minimum. And people aren't stupid. They can see that. It's time to step it up, my friends, and treat your business like a business. Do you think McDonald's built their brand by flipping a few burgers than just sitting back and waiting for their people to burst through the doors? No, they were intentional about their business and they treated their business like a business. The good news is that as soon as you actually run your business like a business, go above and beyond and dive into becoming an expert in this field, you automatically can earn respect from people. It happens quickly because you stand out as being different and as a leader in your field. This is what this book is about. It's about being a leader and treating your most valued asset, your customer, as you should, like they are the most important person in the world and that without them, you would not be in business. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell claims that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. Think about it. That's around 10 hours a day for 1,000 days. Even if you have a lot of aptitude, Gladwell said in his interview, the point is simply that natural ability requires a huge investment of time in order to be made manifest. The author of So Good They Can't Ignore You, Cal Newport, emphasizes that how you're using those 10,000 hours is equally important. He says you need to push yourself to the very limits of your current skill set to really expand into expertise. Can we all agree that standard continuing education and 20 transactions under your belt don't qualify you as an expert? In California, where I live, the average agent sells 12 homes per year. Within that average are the big dogs like me who are selling 150 plus homes. That means that everyone else is only selling five or six, right? Really, how can you master any profession if you only do it five or six times a year? You cannot. Personally, I'm comfortable defining myself as an expert. I've worked in real estate for 16 years. I've sold over 1,700 homes. Actually, it's now it's just under 2,000, averaging 120 homes a year. Although now it's more like 12 to 18 a month, and even though I have all that experience, I still take a minimum of three to five webinar classes a week. Some of those classes help me track trends in real estate, business, or the economy. Others are about technology, marketing, and digital marketing. So I stay on the cutting edge of marketing techniques. I push myself to take classes and read about whatever I can that will enhance the value of what I can give to my clients. I'll guide you to specific courses and credentials I found valuable in my resources section. I was heading to get another out-of-town training a while back, and my dad said to me, Why do you do all those trainings, Krista? You're already number one in our area. I said, Dad, the reason I'm number one in the area is because I'm doing all these trainings. I don't think he really got it, but the point is, you can never stop learning. The second that you stop learning is the second you lose your claim on being an expert. The world is always changing and you need to keep up with those changes to be an expert. You also lose your place as number one or as the community market leader because somebody else is going to come along and outshine you. 
This is true in any profession. Many parts of this book could apply to any entrepreneur because the techniques and practices that I use are used by leading companies all over the world. What does all this have to do with engaging your community? It has everything to do with it. You can be the nicest person in the world, but the person your community will flock to is the one who has the expertise. Ask yourself, when you go for surgery, are you looking for the nicest, most fun surgeon in town or the one who clearly demonstrates his surgical expertise? Yep, me too. You first have to become an expert so you have the valuable knowledge to share with your clients and community. That expertise includes knowing about the market, where it's going, and how current trends affect buyers and sellers. I spend an average of five to seven hours per week just learning and researching on current trends in our industry. I enjoy it, but even if you don't, you should be spending at least an hour or two every week to keep up with what's happening. I have to tell you that my father was one of the proofreaders of this book. He highlighted this section and said that it's too much to tell people to take a lot of classes and continuing education, that they'll starve to death because they won't have time to actually make any money. I respectfully disagree. Once you stop learning and educating yourself, you stop growing. In the next few years, the market is going to change drastically. In my opinion, we are going to see two types of companies. One will be discount brokers who will offer little to no service and value and who will cut their commission. The other will be brokers that offer full service and value. These agents and brokers will go above and beyond, stand out, market, push, and charge a full commission. But the agents in the middle, I'm pretty sure they'll go to the wayside. I'm seeing it happen even now. When I meet with clients, they have no problem paying me a full commission because they expect more and they see the value in what I'm offering. These clients realize that in the day and age that we're in, if you're doing things the way you should be, you're keeping up with technology and using it effectively. And that's worth a full commission. Because I was an educator, learning is my nature, so it's easy for me. If it's not easy for you, figure out a way to make it easy. Use audio downloads and audiobooks. Download Audible or another software. Listen to educational business real estate books while you're getting ready for work or cooking dinner. That's what I do. I try not to waste any spare minute, even when I'm standing in line or driving. It's helped me immensely. What information is useful to share? Neighborhood information, market data, statistics, absorption rate, average days on market, list price and sale price, if the market trend is going up or down, if foot traffic is up or down, information on interest rates, any change in the real estate market or anything that's new that's different. You want to let your community know what's happening both locally and nationally and especially how it affects them personally. People don't care about you. They care about themselves and how they and their families will be affected positively or negatively. For example, as I'm writing this book, we just had the PMI, private mortgage insurance for FHA mortgages, drop from 0.86 to 0.6%. I created an informational video explaining how this would impact buyers. Average buyers are now going to save $2,000 per year on PMI insurance. It's good information that is valuable to people. Crazily enough, within a week of that drop in PMI, the powers that be increased it again. That is how quickly our industry shifts. Most agents didn't even know that the rate had changed to begin with. How scary is that? One great resource for this information is the National Association of Realtors, NAR. Check out the annual Home Buyer and Seller Report. It explains the behavior patterns of buyers and sellers and gives direct insight into how and what you should be marketing. 
This report is typically provided within your state's association. The statistics from the previous year in my area come out in March of each year. If you aren't reading it, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. I don't mean to sound harsh, but if agents aren't willing to do their jobs to this level, let's ask them to step aside so professionals who have the attitude and business practices of a true community market leader can provide true expertise, service, and value to those they serve. Other resources I use include Inman News, digitalmarketer.com, and Content Marketing Institute for Business Trends, information on changes in the economy, updates, and cutting-edge best practices in business. I also use Facebook groups like Lead Genscription Objections, Internet Marketing, Digital Marketing Institute, Community Market Leader, and The Paperless Agent. Your Secret Weapon Video In the good old days, ambitious realtors would take their expertise out into the community by getting speaking engagements for local groups. They'd speak at their local Rotary Club, B2B forums, or Chamber of Commerce events. When email became popular, a lot of brokers started using email to blast out communications to their community. Hey, I hope you like what you're hearing. So right now you're actually listening to my book. We're giving you parts of our book each and every episode. So stay tuned for the next episode on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday, where we release more parts of our book, Sell 100 Homes or the Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your time and stay tuned for more.